I'm Andrew O'Hagan, host of a new podcast from the London Review of Books. It's about the bloodiest and most controversial event of the Falklands War, the sinking of the General Belgrano. Margaret Thatcher was accused of a war crime. The truth would only emerge in the pages of a private diary. This is the Belgrano Diary. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the London Review Bookshop podcast. To find out about our upcoming events, visit londonreviewbookshop.co.uk forward slash events. Well, I imagine you'll probably want to start with a poem, won't you? I didn't have anything in mind, but... <laughs> well, luckily. <laughs> well, that's worth it or not, yes. Um, yeah. Request? LV, I reckon. Oh, OK. Very oh, lovely, lovely. Okay, doke, LV. The luncheon voucher years. The bus pass and digitised medical record always in the inside pocket come later, along with the constant orientation to the nearest hospital. The years of Sir, long past mate, much less deary, of invisibility, of woozy pacifism, of the preemptive smile of the hard of hearing, of stiff joints and the small pains that will do me in. The ninth complement of fresh, stale cells. The late middle years, say 1400 AD on the geological calendar. The years of the incalculable spreading middle. The years of speculatively counting down from an unknown terminus. Because the whole long stack, shale, vertebrae, pancakes, platelets, plates, won't balance anymore and doesn't correspond anyway to the thing behind the eyes that says I and feels uncertain, green and treble, and wants its kilt as it climbs up to the lectern to blush and read, Thou didst not abhor the virgin's womb. The years of taking the stairs, two at a time, though not at weekends, a bizarre debt to Dino Buzzati's tartar step. The years of a deliberate lightness of tread, perceived as a nod to Franz Josef, thinking with his knees and rubber-tired Viennese fiaca. The years when the dead are starting to stack up. The years of incuriosity and novarum rerum incupidissimus. The years of cheap acquisition and irresponsible postponement, or cheap postponement and irresponsible acquisition. Of listlessness, of miniaturism, of irascibility, of being soft on myself, of being hard on myself, and neither knowing nor especially caring which. The years of rereading at arm's length. The fiercely objected to professional years, the appalling indulgent years, the years of no challenge and comfort zone and safely within my borders, the years of no impressions and little memory, the years of I would prefer not and leave me in the cabbage, the years of standing in elevators under the elevator lights and the elevator mirror, feeling and looking like leathered frizz, an old cheese top dish under an infrared hot plate before they kindly took out the lights and took out the mirror and slipped in screens for news, weather and sponsors' handy messages. The years of one over the thirst and another one over the hunger, of insomnia and sleeping in, of creases and pouches and heaviness and the barber offering to trim my eyebrows. The years of the unbeautiful corpse in preparation, the years to choose, silt or flambe. I think we're probably all quite glad you're back, to be honest with you. 
Um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, there's, there's so many things we could, we could talk about, but one of the things I wanted to maybe start by talking about, um, because it runs through the book, um, is, is this idea of, of place and something that Mark Ford, who may or may not be here, there's a lot of people, um, once said in uh, an essay about you um, to do with your London, that um, we often come to know you in poems through the places that you're talking about, that you describe. And so I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about your places and the places that are in this book mm-hmm. and the kind of freshness of vision. Though, I mean, not, not there. I mean, the, there's, uh, the only place there, I think, is the elevator. Oh, no, of course. Um, but, but, uh, um, that, that runs through... Curious, but you're, yeah. you're right. I, I am kind of, kind of naked without my place. Yeah. Um, well, um, um, I think I, I didn't... Is there anything about Florida in there? Probably not. I don't no, know that no. there is, but... Uh, no, it's more Australia so yeah, I, I, it's. I was finding it hard to. to um, I needed to be taken out of my life in order to write anything. Um, and the, the time when sort of disproportionate number of these poems were written was is when I was in, in Australia for two or three months, and I must have written all of I don't know four poems or something. Um, and it. Uh, it made me think I, I should become a, someone sponsored astronaut or, or something like that, and, and uh, kind of orbit the Earth because then I would then I would write lots, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but I, it just the uh, being sort of within my own life was was had something um, I want to say hemant inhibit inhibiting or mm. styptic. Um, but that said, I wrote about Australia and and uh, a bit about here. Um, Oddly, this is also sort of function of age. You remember your your childhood. So, I, and I, I was I went back to Edinburgh, where I, I sort of grew up for most of my childhood, and and quite a lot of poems about Edinburgh in, in yeah. here as well. Yeah, I mean, again, with the um, with that, it's, it's something that seems to have run through a lot of your books. There's some of the early poems about London, for example, when you first are in London mm-hmm. and making that your you know this this sort of novelty that almost an innocence. I think when you are in a new place, you have to. Mm-hmm. I think you said somewhere that the only thing you have at that point is your identity. That's kind of the stable thing, and everything else you have to build again. You know, and I think I mean something that that perhaps mm-hmm. um, might might be clear in is, is mm-hmm. you know one of your poems, like say Valet or or, or, um, or the Bundaberg poem, possibly that you might want to well, share with. Love to read the, the audience. <laughs> thank you. Love to read the Bundaberg poem. But in a, I mean, in a way, the the, the places places it becomes a kind of encrustation, and and you're you're um, you're something that sort of started off soft with your. Your your identity and and you you look around you after after a few decades and and, and uh, um, you you've uh, you've made a sort of exoskeleton of place if you if you like um, a lot of these Australian poems are kind of suspiciously suspiciously happy or or, or <laughs> really kind of joyous. Um, well, we can see about that. <laughs> well, they they let me uh, sell you a pup. <laughs> uh, um, for some reason, I, I wanted to give it a, a, a Spanish title, so it's called Recuerdos de Bundaberg, uh, um, and it has a, an epigraph from Robin Hitchcock. Uh, no, I don't remember Guildford, um, and it's this. Uh, um, I think this, I must have. I did. I, did I, rem- I, I remember writing this, and I wasn't in Australia any, anymore. But I, I sort of had a. It felt strange to have been there. Hmm. Um, did I fly there? I may have flown there. Maybe in something with the specifications of a crop duster. The Sugar Coast. Everything comes with a name. A name and a nickname. The Soaked Coast. Bundy. Blue Russell of Cane. Home to Rum City Wrecking. Farewell Bundaberg, home of bricks. Big Daddy's Pies. Hair Force One. And the nature, grass trees, wedding bushes, acid frogs, termite nests, beaded or bearded dragons, together or separately, I don't remember. I saw one though, it was huge in some undergrowth, armless probably, but ferociously ugly. I left the workshop in the Rotary Club, I took the bra challenge, or did not take the bra challenge. I headed down Bourbon Street, towards the Bennett or the Bennett. The sources are unclear. One of those short, catastrophic Australian rivers. The old bones of sugar refineries. The pocked mud glistening with thousands of alert little mud crabs. 
The farmers came in to buy dry goods and do their banking and get soaked. The mercantile brick paving, awnings, shade and a gentle breeze. Horace would have appreciated it. Amonos, I can hear him saying. The 20th century, the Wild East. I occupied an array of public benches. Hours went by. Chinese tourists mooched disconsolately down the pavements, sol or sombra to taste. The Mediterranean social life of lorikeets, the inverted magpies, the golden basket, the golden casket, the golden gasket, three for the price of four. Bundaberg, somewhere I'd no reason to be, anywheresville, as in miles from. No dot on a Marconi graph, semicolon, on no radar, a single ping. Or if there was, then just a ping singing to itself. I think, I mean, in that, that poem's a, a perfect example of, um, of something I wanted to talk to you about more generally. That's all right. Now we're here. Um, the, something that you talked about in your introduction to the Gottfried Benn translations, where you talked about a kind of murmurousness in poems that you're drawn to. And, uh, and I, I think yeah. so much of, of the poems here, but also that yeah. you've written in translation or, or your, yeah. you know, in your own books, um, have been to do with sort of the quality of voice and speech and, and, and those kind of things. It seems that that's been mm. a, a common factor. And, and again, I think you said in the Ben that he'd added a certain musicality, perhaps, a kind of fluidity to your diction. Mm-hmm. I just wondered if we could talk a bit mm-hmm. about speech in your poems, mm-hmm. you know, or, or vocal quality, as you mm-hmm. put it somewhere. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I mean, he's, um, I mean, there, there are various kinds of poems, but Ben had this, had this, this concept of mono, monological poem, the, the, the poem, the poem monologue, um, and, and another translation, as, as Declan suggests, from the, from Dorst Grünbein, my Dorst Grünbein translations a few years back. He has a, he has a sequence called Monologische Gedichte, monological poems. Um, I mean, it gives the it, it's very it's a very to provide a very intimate experience for the reader. The reader is practically inside your head. The mm. reader the reader hears hears you clear your throat, and, and the, the reader sort of sees what's coming next. Um, it's a it's a poetry of of uh, intimacy and and ideally really also a poem that, a poetry that uh, that doesn't uh, that's not confessional that that doesn't uh, that doesn't tell you anything much particularly yeah. it's not about it doesn't have to be about anything um, and uh, I, I I love that idea of you know of, of getting you know the engine that runs on on water yeah. um, and I that w- that would be my my Aim. I mean, another name you could could mention in this context would be James Schuyler, the the, the, the American poet, who again has this. Uh, I think the technology is called Kunstkopf. Um, you know, sort of audio audio thing where you you know you see the signal, feel the signals crossing your brain. Uh, it's it's that sort of that sort of poem, yeah, poem that yeah. I'd like. Yeah, I mean, sort of building exactly on on that Schuyler, the, the piece you wrote in, in Where Have You Been, um, where you said that he, and again, I think you said it. In, in another context about Lowell, this idea that they're, they're not building these monumental poems, they're doing something different. Mm. It's more about a momentary thing. And again, it is to do with that quality of voice, perhaps. But I mean, I, I love, love the idea of, of these, these em, empty... I mean, these poems are stuffed, but at, at the same time, there, is, there isn't really any, 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 any real drama. And I've sort of mm. had it with drama, and I've been, I've been dramatic, <laughs> and I, I didn't want to be dramatic anymore. And maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this is my, my sort of c- conversion from... <laughs> cannibalism to to vegetarianism or something. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few meat slices in here. Somewhere. <laughs> um, and just to sort of build on on the the idea of of, of voice and musicality. I mean, uh, some of these poems um, seem enhancedly musical, perhaps. Um, I think uh, certainly, that, you know, there are lines that sing out, and they kind of there's a, a sort of out of context. But you, you mentioned. Uh, sort of Tennyson at one point. I don't know. Not that we're, we're going down the Tennyson hole, but um, but there, there seems to be an enhanced musicality, perhaps, and, and a sort of a dandyishness that I mean, you've talked about and you've, you've done it in other poems, you know, throughout. But there, there feels to be that sense of, of putting on a show mm. at times, a, a tap dance. Maybe. Um, these are things I had an absolute horror of. I mean, I, mm. I hated the idea of, of things sounding sounding nice or being contrived to sound nice. 
when I began. But the, that's the, the the thing about poetry is is that um, or can be that that um, that your positions change and you, and you you sort of revolve very slowly on your own axis and you until you you're facing exactly the other way. Um, and so I so I, I love the idea initially of, of language that doesn't draw attention to itself. That's sort of plain. Um, Utilitarian um, and sort of laid out in, in sort of blocky, blocky things. Um, I'm sort of I'm I'm divided between between things that I mean sentences that kind of go on forever and 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 sentences that barely begin. I mean with yeah. lots of lots of sort of one one or two word sentences, lots of lots of little little bits. Um, Musicality, possibly from from Latin. I mean, both poems I I, I read have, have sort of little tags of Latin in them. I guess Latin is is sort of is experiencing a comeback in in, in here. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. It's you know, Eng- uh, Latin is Latin is half of English, and and it's uh, I mean, if you know, if, if English people don't study Latin, they they threaten to lose half their language. Mm. Um, and that that brings me to this uh, this this dandy dandyish yeah. idea. I mean, it, it, English also has all these all these words, has this sort of famously large vocabulary. So, uh, you know, use yeah, use a few. And I mean, I think to to build on on the, the mention of, of the Latin. I mean, do, do you think that might partly have come back into into fashion um, in, in your own? Life because of your work with the translations that you've always had to think about which registers which vocabularies well, to build. Well, interesting. On. Yeah, I mean, when I I, I thank the London Review's uh, Jeremy Harding, I say for a conversation he won't remember, <laughs> but we were we were talking about you know about um, my own sort of having you know being drained of words from from tra- translating many many. Novels mostly, um, but uh, you know, having this sort of Nietzschean idea that whatever doesn't kill me is going to make me stronger, um, and so and I, I I like the idea of, of thinking of you know that that um, you know if you I've survived all these all these translations, um, it, it leaves me with with uh, you know almost more words, more more tones, more more resources, yeah, sort of than I than I kind of know how to do with. Um, and that it's, um, you know, some, somebody who, you know, if you, if, you, if you do that, you're going to make yourself into something unlike, you know, a, a sort of, um, in German you'd say, 0815, a, a sort of normal, ordinary, um, sublunary poet. You know, you're going to be a sort of superlunary <laughs> poet, something. Um, I think it's probably time for another poem. Um, could you read Derek, please, as a request? Uh, yeah, yeah. Glad to oblige. Um, Which I think was in the LRB, wasn't it? It was. Yep, yep, yep. 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 On brand. (laughs) Derek. That rather sprawling four-square spelling. Always in my mind, half associated with the Hirsute 14-year-old I saw in the newspaper who sued his local education authority to keep his beard out of a sort of medical necessity. My neighbour took up residence next to this youth in my head, Derek. Clean-shaven, Welsh, heavy-set, lugubrious, his steel-grey hair apparently parted by a steel comb. Tracksuit bottoms, graphite racket, retired from something or other, maybe ex-army. A plangent sonorousness, if I have it right, India. A grandfather in Spay, then fact. He was shy, I was shy. At the height of things, he fed me clippings from the telegraph, and we talked about militaria. I was translating Ernst Jünger, though not in time for him. Some villagey gene had given him the atavistic habit of standing outside his front door for hours, arms crossed, surveying the scene perhaps a swagger stick to take the parade. He knew the street as I didn't know him, spent years setting plants and persecuting graffiti in a tiny doggy flower bed under the railway bridge, played tennis on the corporation courts, kept an ear open for the local scuttlebutt. Like a hardy perennial, he stood there 
under his wife's hollyhocks, now both under the ground. Massive heart attack, he. Years of chemotherapy at the Royal Free and Easy, she. Buried from St. Dominic's down the road. The orphaned court, the problematic flowerbed improbably flowering. The neighbours shuffling past the hollyhocks, pink. More local connections than I'll ever have. Sad, sad poem about the man who used to live next door. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I was, I was going to mention Alfred Corning Clark, but I mean, he didn't yes. live next door. Oh, but you. there's a, you know, yes. a, a quality of that to it, I think. But I just sort of thank wanted you. to build on um, something you said in your your introduction to the new W.S. Graham uh, selected mm-hmm. that you recently did, where you said about some of his poems. Um, he, he sort of pretended that the ones that bring a tear to the eye aren't, aren't better. Mm-hmm. They kind of are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of I wanted, I wondered so, if we could yeah. do a little. Yeah. Subcommittee about emotion in poems, which I know you've mentioned a few times in relation to pound and things. And yeah, a, a poem like that, you know, there's, there's a lot of feeling and emotion in that. And, and that's always, you know, been a factor in, in poems that you've written, but also people that you've loved, like Lowell. And I wondered if we could maybe touch on, mm. on that, perhaps. I mean, I don't really know what, what, what emotion comes from, where, where emotion is, is generated, because they're often sort of tiny things or, yeah. or chance relationships, or, you know, it's, it's not. Um, you know, they're not. This is this is Ben again. They're not sort of poly polystrophic rhymed addresses to to spouses. Uh, I mean, you you get that, and they may be they may, may yeah. even, they may even turn out all right. But uh, <laughs> um, in a way, you're you're likelier to have to write something interesting or 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 unhackneyed or or, or something about about somebody who who who, who brushes. It's, it's probably hard to hard to write. Write something sort of feelingful about about a, a sort of about a, a central a central mm. connection. Like I, I I think I don't know. I rather dread it. But yeah, yeah. There's there's I guess there's that enhanced responsibility perhaps as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking um, mm. about Ian mm. Hamilton um, downstairs, mm. but also mm. you know he's someone who's mm. been important to you. And, and again, that mm. idea of responsibility in poems, particularly if they're personal mm. poems or to do with writing out of life. Um, mm. Which I mean, I guess it's the, the, mm. you know one of the other threads that have run through your. Your books and, and that comes up again here, perhaps more obliquely, is, is you know you've written poems about mm. your father and your relationship mm. with your father, and mm. now it seems that again to, to draw on the, on the Hamiltonian mm. uh, for a moment, mm. he talked about how difficult and how much of a, a wrench it was, or how difficult it was in his life when he outlived mm. his father, or he got to the age of his father, and how he almost had to start again mm-hmm. in some ways. And it feels like this is mm-hmm. you know being a, a more mature book, um, a more you know th- that's something mm. you've, you've seemed to have mm. to reckon with in, in this book, and, and there are poems mm-hmm. that perhaps don't expressly mention your mm-hmm. father but they mm-hmm. seem to be in, in, in communication with the poems you did write about your father perhaps uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I wondered if that was still something that was a kind of a generative source or if it's something that you feel is, it, is behind it it may, do, it, it may do again or it may present itself mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a different way but um, I mean otherwise you know there is a sort of understanding that, that you make poems out of, out of words as well and, and that, that there's also something in the, in the choosing and arranging of words mm-hmm. that, that that makes feeling, which is a, a sort of a, a strange and very complex and mm. not understood process, not at least of all by me. Um, but, but it's um, so it's sort of dibble dibble dabble with with words, um, and as opposed to to a sort of confronting a subject, say. Um, so it's a, it's a it's a different it's a different kind of writing, um, and that's where the you know the compensations of of music or or, or yeah. diction or, or something there, there isn't uh, they're not sort of big big headlines. But I mean, to each uh, you know, we all sort of follow our, our trajectories in, in, in different ways, um, and this is towards I suppose greater. Greater, maybe greater subtlety or something like that. Although it's you know you don't you don't um, you know you don't sort of stop stop the traffic by announcing subtle, <laughs> subtlety. No, no, sure. But, um, perhaps you could read the Gottfried Ben poem that's in. The book. Sure. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. by him, but mm-hmm. about him. <laughs> this is um, this is about a, a period when when Ben was very young and in the. In the, German, in the German army in, in World well, she wasn't all that young, he was about 30. Um, he was 30. It's called Gottfried Ben, circa 1916. 
but it's this, this sort of isolated and, and to me always always sort of rather enviable period when when he's um, he's sort of he's behind the behind the German lines in Belgium somewhere, um, and uh, has almost nothing to do um, <laughs> and, and does it. Um, <laughs> Gottfried Benn, 2nd, 1916. I'd rather speak it than write it, rather mutter it than speak it, disobliging, spiffy mutter that no one would understand. How a man, the thing stiffened, the rogue state, familiarly engorged, bristling, <coughs> crystalline, myrmidon formation, Schlieffen plan, Prussia, the North Korea of the age. Four wars in 50 years, colonies in the Pacific, everywhere not nailed down in 1880. And our man, himself to himself, the run of eleven rooms, potters, if he cares to, not even uniform flicht, in pyjamas and cardigan, neither coward nor conchy, not stricken with disorder, disaffection, good fortune, or even medicine, medicine his sick note, just immeasurable distance, distance and froideur, an antipathy to concerted action and human history, beyond the dreams of Keaton or Trakel, or Archimedes, or Schweik, smokes and writes, sorry, smokes and thinks and writes, beginage, he calls it, in his personal monastery, behind the lines in plucky little Belgium. That behind the lines and the, and the beginage sort of bring, brings the next thing up that I, I thought we might talk about. You've, you've talked in, or written in, in, in pieces before about the idea of reading, and, and it comes up again in, in the first poem in here, the, uh, the Lindsay Garbutt poem, mm-hmm. this idea of rereading and, and the, the, the sort of the mulch, the osmosis of reading. And um, I just thought perhaps we could mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that, you know, the, the, the way that you talk about reading as a kind of a means of, you know, it's, it's more than just memory or something, it's, it's a kind of internalizing, a, a physical thing. I mean, have you added any more sort of hooks to your. It, I mean, you, ma- you make. I mean, you make yourself out of out of what you what you read, um, and and, uh, and that, um, it's and uh, I mean, it, it felt important to me to, to add add more add more ingredients and 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 not write out of the same yeah. three or four people yeah, I've been course, writing yeah. for writing from for a long time. Um, but I mean, you, you know, you, you you know who they are. It's it's Ben and Lowell and mm-hmm. um, Montale, um, um, Brodsky, Schuyler. Um I don't know if I've if I've added if I've added anyone. Yeah. But I mean, one 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 looks, one kind of mm-hmm. fishes. I mean, you, there's there's not there's not a hook, but no, you, but you, you you hang your you hang your line <laughs> in the water and uh, wait wait and see if something comes along. Mm-hmm. And, and you said that I, I, to, to talk about uh, hanging on for things. Or, um, something I, I was reading in a piece uh, the other day that you, you talked about. I mean, again, we, we've mentioned Hamilton already, and he was a great believer in the, you know, the miraculous yeah. lyrical arrival. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, there was some way that you yeah. said you, you felt, in, in the period where you weren't writing poems or weren't writing many poems, um, that you, you felt like a, a gambler at the slot machine sort of with your slim dime, <laughs> not, you know, not paying it in or something. You know? I mean, how, how, how have the poems been for you generally? Do they t- tend to... Are you someone who sort of starts with a, a line or an image, or has is, is, is it just been there's been periods where you're writing and you you leave it at that, and the, you know the voice? And, uh... No, I never. I mean, I've, I've never made myself do anything. Um, and the, the poems are poems. I mean, Lowell has this this phrase: my my ninth muse or whatever, my tenth muse, sloth. Yeah. Um, it's really you know it's it's time looking out of the windows. Really, really important. And and perhaps I perhaps I sort of failed to write because I, I wasn't. Looking out of as many windows as I uh, as I would have liked, I was just just uh, translating all the time. Mm. Um, but it's 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 you know it's important to me to to sort of find new new things that will new new writers that will drag you along that will sort of mix you up, show you show you different approaches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I mean someone that that you've you've written about. For the LRB and, and that you're talking about tomorrow, I believe Karen Soli seems to be someone who whose work has really, um, you know, you, you've been excited by mm-hmm. that. And that's, that that's seems true. To be that's, that's really true. Yeah, I mean, I, I came across her when I was I was judging a contest, the Griffin in in, in Canada, 
Um, and I, I came across her, her first book, and I, I wanted to give a prize to her first book. I wasn't able to give a prize to her first book, but um, it's uh, it was, she was uh, she was a, a, a keeper. Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, in in her, there seems to be something. I think in the, in the piece you mentioned it as well, but in her work that you responded to similar things that you responded to in the Les Murray poems, this velocity, this idea of moving and, mm-hmm. and speed. And... Murray too. Murray, yeah. Murray Murray is another one. I mean, there are there are more people. I mean, one one does. Make oneself of course, up of more of people. I, I, I should have mentioned. I should have said Les Murray. That's for sure. Oh, he's yeah. implied. As well. uh, right. He's, yeah. Yeah. But, but no. I, absolutely. I thought that was something we yeah. could touch on because some of these poems, or, or lots of these poems, in fact, they, they don't only move in place, as we spoke mm. about earlier, but they, mm. they, they travel quickly. I think <coughs> they kind of zip along, and it's not just the music. It's there's, there's there is a, a velocity to these poems. I think. Um, Good. And perhaps. Good. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You fast, is, fast is good. Fast yeah, is good. no, of course. Um, but but sort of conversely to that, you, you mentioned Montali a minute ago, um, and he's someone you spoke about recently at Oxford as well. Isn't mm-hmm. he? But I remember something you said that you, you sort of you, you liked the idea of writing motet poems and these quiet, isolated mm-hmm. poems. But there there is one in here called mm-hmm. Motet, isn't there? There is one called Motet, and and that was somewhere behind behind the the name I gave the book, the one lark, one horse. Um, and the, the motets for me are the, are the, the short, the short poems that uh, that don't uh, that don't gather any moss. Mm. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, that that uh, un- unlike unlike the others that get uh, that get very shaggy. Um, Maybe you could read motets. I'll, for us. I believe we read motet somewhere near the end. Motet. It's Nafta. Now you're gone. The sudden apprehension of squalor. The unflowering cardamom plant, gummy with syrup and flies. Sour foot smell in the rumpled quilt. A wilted squadron of paper airplanes ready to take me after you. Um, I mean, that's basically Ian Hamilton, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... I, mean, I, think, that's, I think that's... It's, it's fine, you know. Ian Hamilton. I mean, well, it's adding one more to the, the collection, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, no, um, yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's in there, of course, of yeah. course. But you know, again, Montana. I mean, yeah. so now that you, now that we've got yeah. you back with with this one, yeah. Um, yeah. obviously we're hoping for for you know more more of this sort of thing. So you, I mean, are there, are there new poems emerging at the minute, or are you caught up with other things? And... I, I really I, I really am. Um, I, I, I'm afraid to say I really am. But um, I, I, you know, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll begin again with, with uh, bits and pieces, and, and I, I, I feel quite uh, perfectly sanguine about mm. future product. Okay, well, I, I'm not. But thank you. For, thank you. For, it's all right. You know, thank you. It's becoming a praise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned about it. But um, one of the other things that I, I thought we could... I'm resting. No, no, it's, it's fine. I'm resting. You're not back at school till Monday. <laughs> um, one of the things... These like, things aren't easy to write. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> You're doing well. Um, there, there was another, another, another mm. thing I, I thought we might talk about, if, if you'd like to. Um, was, it was this idea mm. of, of forgetting. You, mm. you kind of playfully mm-hmm. talk about memory. And, and, but there's, you know, there are various takes on that in, in the book. But, but this idea of... Um, Almost a sort of aphasia mm-hmm. that comes in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's linked to that idea of... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Of, of 
these different poets that you've, you know, that you've, as you said, you've, you know, you sort of think in these poets and all that. Mm-hmm. And this idea of some notion of, of you know, what becomes, you know, a, a different period of writing. And again, the Montale, the idea of motets, it feels like a, in some ways a different way. And the, the, that poem, in particular, mm-hmm. about forgetting, mm-hmm. um, which mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. maybe you could read in, in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I just mm-hmm. that, that felt like again a different, a different note mm-hmm. coming in, and mm-hmm. not only in its music, but also in, mm-hmm. in just this idea of. Again, in, in LV, you mentioned this, like you know, this this sense of being a different, almost a different person, the cells having regenerated. Um, and I wondered if if that was something that was actively sort of on your mind, this idea of you know, I'm writing poems as a different person or at a different stage. Maybe, and maybe maybe that's the importance for me of being being kind of lifted out of my life because again, this was this was written in in Chicago. I was in Chicago for two days. There was a there was a. Um, a conference about Bruno Schultz who, who sort of figures into the poem just, just a little bit um, but again I mean sometimes you know sometimes you, you, you know you, you, you these things insinuate themselves into your into your head and, and uh, they, they you know if, if you're lucky there's a whole sort of concatenation of them and, and you can kind of uh, follow them along for a while and that's that's sort of how that how that poem was and I, I sort of it felt um, you know, I wrote it probably in a in a day or a couple of hours or something, and um, um, but it was a, it was it's such a very kind of beatific, yeah. beatific thing. Perhaps you can on forgetting, read it, yeah. on forgetting. Typical. I, I one of the things I, I I forgot was the the epigraph. Oh. Right. Um, I had a certain amount of trouble getting getting introduced because um, the the source is rather is rather long. It's called. Troubling historic broadsheet advertisement, but, but uh, which and it's it's written in in small bold caps, um, but there's not not really a word you could leave out of that. Troubling historic broadsheet advertisement, and the and the, the actual epigraph itself is IQ of 145 and can't remember question mark, <coughs> which I mean I guess some of you kind of remember or, or have some dim sense of I mean this this uh, sort of sort of strangely blank looking person in a in a v-neck, in a v-neck sweater um, I mean that and the and the, the pregnant man are, are two absolutely haunting things from advertising from I guess the 70s or something um, so this is this is a sort of stock taking of, of, uh, of things that, that are that are not there and it's, it's all it's all true, and these are, these are my own my own words. Empiricism has been gone far more often than not. I think I originally learned it in my teens. Now I sometimes find it by alphabetizing, but most of the time it's gone and stays gone. I don't know if I dislike it because I can't remember it, or I can't remember it because I dislike it. It's as though it's on permanent loan somewhere, someone else's problem. I don't know what would alarm me, really alarm me. Galicia was gone, both Galicias. Boarding pass recently disappeared for a while. I keep a firm hold on Ocarina and Hofmeister, eschewing Hoffman with two Fs and Hofmeister with one F. My other has, is, Hoff, rejoices in the name Hofmeister with two Fs and, and she's my master. <laughs> uh, I keep a firm hold on Ocarina and Hofmeister, eschewing Hoffman and Hofmeister, that tacky 1980s lager when German became respectable. I do Corona Corona and Corinna Corinna and La Coruña. That's the El Camino one. I walked 30 blocks the wrong way down derision. The ordered numbers seemed to make no sense. I was unclear about Hamilton and Harrison. Weren't they presidents? If not, why not? Confound it. I didn't know which way was up or west. I hoped the post office might be a travel lodge where I finally posted my letter. Abstemious was gone for years. Now I keep hold of it by tethering it to facetious. (laughs) What if facetious goes? Imagine not knowing facetious. It would help to have a crocodile, a street of crocodiles. I was here yesterday and I lost a brown glove says a loud voice in a bar, not mine, or not yet. Actually, it was a blue glove. I get my Magyars mixed up. Was it Zuza Rakovsky or Agnes Nemes Nodge, A or Z? Deborah has re- displaced Dorothea, 
or was it vice versa? Now where are they? I disappear into my room to look for a book and emerge hours later with the wrong one or with none at all. Tell me, is it singular universality or simple unavailability? Tiger-striped spectacles and a lazy eye. How about I come over and make you forget all about him? That's not me either. That's for something called Grubhub, over a 10,000-calorie picture of Alamode or Miracle Whip. There's comfort. Probably, come to think of it, the hymn would be Grubby Hubby. My spelling isn't what it was. I talk when I have the words. They are not always there when I talk. I'm not sure if that makes me long-winded or Delphic. Perhaps both. I remember I wrote apotropaically. <laughs> there you go. Did you? <laughs> I remember I wrote apotropaically once. I wrote anamorphosis. I wrote aporia. It's twelve, twelve, twelve. Rien ne va plus. But they're Mayans. The Pope has tweeted assurance, or his astronomers have. Sweet comfort. Sweet tweet comfort. It's not La Coruña at all. It's Compostela. Ah, Stella. Stella or Vanessa make a decision. The pilgrims with their scallop shells of quiet, their Jakobsmuscheln on their hats. Strange place for a shell, no? Uh, That was written on the 12th of December. It's supposed to be one of the candidates for the end of the world. Um, The 12th of December in in, uh, 2012. And that's, that's when the Pope, the Pope got involved. And, uh, <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. A near miss, probably. Probably. We got through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just, to, I mean, to talk about mm. that, and the, 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 that poem is, is obviously so much to do with, with language and its use, and, and as well as, as the translations, you, you know, you've, you've written a lot of criticism and journalism and... It, it, you said in your collection of essays, it's the sort of the red thread, or your kind of responsible mm-hmm. writing. And I mean, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. much, um, mm-hmm. how much would you, do you feel like that's become a part of the poems, almost a kind of adjunct to the poems, or, or, or do you see them as separate entirely? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they're probably somewhere, some way, they're the, they're the sort of the enemy of the poems, mm. probably. Um, but I, in, in some way, I. I, I think they're, they're sort of the poems by, by other means or, or um, you know I, I think whenever, whenever things get you know particularly fancy or, or, or showy or something I think my god it's really too long since I've written a poem and, and uh, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be sort of there shouldn't be this sort of plumage in, in, a, in, a, in a book review I mean that idea of responsibility as well and again that sort of self-censoring thing that you know that mm. might come in with writing poems I mean that that's, that seems to be um, an interesting idea, you know, having these two things running in parallel, as well as the, the translations, just all of these lives um, at once. But, do, I mean, do you ever mix? Can you, do you have to move between, or do you have isolated periods? No, I think when I... No, no, I really... No, I don't. I mean, I, I, mean, I think everything is, everything is disorder. Everything is, is simultaneous. Um, the things take different, different lengths of time, and, and I, I think the poem is always the sort of quickest, quickest unit of production, yeah. and, and a book of you takes longer, and a, and a translation takes a little longer. Yeah. So, you know, these are things that happen in, in, in days, and then weeks, and then months, with, with, with a case of translated books. Um, but I, I don't know, in some way, you know, we're, we're, all, we're all part of one another, and, mm. I, and, and I think... Um, you know, Lowell says, "One life, one life, one writing," and I, 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 I like that idea. No, I think, I think, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And just to, to go back to that idea, of, you, you know, your phrase that responsible um, mm-hmm. that you used in, in the thing mm-hmm. about the essays. Mm-hmm. In some way, you, you've described your, your poems a few times mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. idea of there being not straightforward or there being devious almost. I mean, is, mm-hmm. is there a? Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel there's more license um, in one in one form or the other to be devious and, and not straightforward, or do you, do you? Do you feel it's part of the same project? I suppose that's circling back to that one life yeah. and question, really. You know, do, do you feel you're a different voice? Probably a little. I mean, I think yeah. poetry is, is, is the home, home of my deviousness. That's, right. that's probably true. Um, which I... I, I and and that's, a, that's probably because it's the most sort of English, English thing I do. Mm. Um, and, and in which being English is, is most important in the, in the poems. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I sort of noticed that when I, when I, I had good fortune to have poems of mine translated into German. Um, and there, was, there are so many places where, they, where the, the translator went, as I, as I saw it, wrong, because the, the poems were deliberately full of false trails. But I think that's, uh, in a way, that's, that's bound to happen. I, I'm just, I'm just uh, going to review the, uh, the new film about uh, Gerhard Richter, the painter. Um, and it's, it's, it's all, I mean, in a way, you, it's, the artist is bound to do that, to, to defend himself, because otherwise you are undefended in this, in this world, and, and uh, more undefended even than, than you were 50 years ago. Um, so he has a painting, and he calls it "New Descending a Staircase," and there's a form of there's a form of concealment in that, and a form of sort of, you know, a form of, of distraction, diversion. You know, you, you, it's it's really you have to, it's uh, it's life life saving to, <laughs> to 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 do that really. Even though I I, I love the idea of, of being being straightforward and and. Uh, you know, un, uncomplicated, mm-hmm. but uh, um, in in some ways, you you know, you have to make shapes to preserve yourself, something something like that. And you were never tempted to translate your own poems into German. I would always, I would always have had the the sort of uh, cup very much less than half full. Yeah. I think I, I I had, I mean, even my my very first published poem called "Tea for My Father," mm. um, which I I. Um, I, I tried to translate. I spent probably weeks trying to trying to do it, and I always, always, always hated it. Um, German is German is longer. The individual words are longer. They, they, it's it needs more constructions. I was told by my, my translator that English has these these participles or these verbal nouns, and and, and they they kind of expedite everything. Um, and and speed is really is really important um, because if you're if you're sort of Fussy or dandyish or whatever it is, as, as as I am, then you know the least thing you can do is at least be quick about it. <laughs> um, so that it's important to, to have have some kind of balance balance yeah, in that. Sure. And if you know, so and in German the things look very fussy and rather slow, and it's it's uh, difficult. Yeah, difficult. And that reminds me of something you said mm-hmm. in um, a recent piece you, you wrote for the NYRB about. The Brecht poems, and you, you said something about the uh, I can't remember the exact phrase, but something like the gravy browning. Uh-huh. I wondered if that's in the same yeah. field. That that sense is, was that to do mm-hmm. with I guess the, the sort of uh-huh. I'm writing a poem and ceremony feel of, of a lot of. Again, that's probably something that that should have gone in gone in a poem. I had so much trouble protecting that phrase. Nobody in America seems to know what gravy browning is. <laughs> um, but I was talking about if I remember something about. Um, the reader being attached to, to something kind of old-fashioned in, yeah. in, in poetry, and I'm, I'm sort of like fake velvet or, or something, mm-hmm. and and uh, and that, that there is something just too sort of too Scandinavian or something. There's too much too much fresh air, too much too much sort of nice light wood about about Brecht, and 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 the the English, maybe specifically the British reader, prefers things to be a little bit murky, and that's uh, this phrase I thought of. Uh, the, the mm-hmm. gravy, the gravy browning, which is something of <laughs> apparently of no nutritious consequence at all, um, but and it's it's also the name of a, of, a, of, a, of one of the many Victorian poets I haven't read. <laughs> I think it's a character in toast. It's, it's related to uh, I think uh, someone called Smoking Browning. Oh really? Yeah, sm- <laughs> smoking, smoking Browning. He fought in the thirties. <laughs> Um, I think John's looking slightly broody, panicked, so broody, perhaps you broody. could read Idil before he oh, gestures us away. Right, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coaxing me through That's this fine. this book. I, I would, would not have. I don't know. I oh, you did the heavy. Afflicted. You had to write it. I would have flipped flip through it. Idil. The windows will reflect harder, blacker than before, and fresh cracks will appear in the yellow brick. There is no milkman or paperboy, but presumably the lurid pizza, pizza flyers and brassy offers of loans will continue to drop through the letterbox. The utilities will be turned off one by one as the standing orders keel over or lose their address. Though there was never that much cooking or bathing or phoning went on here anyway. The fridge will stop its buzz, the boiler its spontaneous combusting, 
till there is nothing but a mustiness of gas. The dust will coil and thicken, ultimately to hawsers around pipes and wires. Ever more elaborate spider's webs will sheet off the corners. Rust stains and mildew and rot will spread chromatically below the holes in the roof, radiate from the radiators. Eventually, mosses and small grasses and even admirable wildflowers, hell and elder or buddlier, push their heads through the chinks between the boards. A useless volume of books, who could ever read that many, will keep the moths entertained. Generations of industrious woodlice and silverfish will leave their corpses on the clarty work surfaces, and a pigeon or two will hook its feet over the tarnished sink and brood vacantly over its queenly pink toes. I'm looking to John as if something's going to happen. Oh, boys, if you've got a question. Okay. Do you want to... <laughs> oh, yeah, cheers. Water. I guess I was wondering what it's like to write uh, Hoffman poetry in, in 2017, 2018, whatever. How, how has technological advances changed, changed the way you write? Uh, I, was, I was stuck for, for a long time because I didn't want to stop using my typewriter. Um, and I, I can remember... I'd written something... I've never owned a printer. I still don't own a printer. Um, and I, I wanted to send a poem to somewhere and I, and, or work on a poem or something. And I, 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 I had it, I'd written it down in a computer and I copied it. I, I typed it out on my typewriter <coughs> to have a copy of this thing and, and then I, I mailed it off or, or crossed out bits. Um, really under, under extreme protest... Um, it's such a difference between. I mean, there is, you know, nasty phrase really, muscle muscle memory. It's kind of more. It's more kind of bone memory really uh, that uh, that you have from from typing, um, and it's it's far too it's far too easy. It's far too easy to 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 make things appear and, and make things look nice and make things look like like type. I love the. The, the violence associated with typing is, is really important, and but uh, I don't have it in me to, to type anymore, and I, I've been seduced by these these sort of soft machines, to coin a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there there are things that will now write what you say, which is <laughs> again something of no interest to me at all. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, good 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 luck. <laughs> It's good to ask, what's next for Michael Hoffman? Ah, um, well, um, <laughs> um, so I, uh, I have a translation, is, is published tomorrow, um, uh, the, by uh, Hans Fallada, Little Man, What Now? The book from the, from the 30s. Um, We've got it already. It's almost have you? If anyone wants it. <laughs> huh, great. What, are you allowed to sell it already? <laughs> you kind of post <laughs> post date post date so that that's that's coming out tomorrow I'm, I'm writing about this film um, I'm going back to Florida on 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 Saturday and and it's uh, it's a sort of the, the the month from hell with with uh, applications and and uh, thesis defenses um, both in the same idiotic shortest month um, I have, I have uh, sort of translations that I'm, I'm going to revise I have something to write about Basilitz, Georg Basilitz um, painter um, um, <coughs> I have a couple of translations to, to revise um, this, more, more things than I can remember <laughs> Do you feel under greater pressure dealing with the more popular classics, for example, mm-hmm. Berlin Alexanderplatz and Rudetsky March, than yeah. some of the less well-known works? Um, no, for, I mean I think largely to do with the thank you, largely to do with the, the state of the state of German and my, my dislike of, of sort of contemporary spoken German and, and, and what many German novelists now 
right, which is, is very influenced by Anglo-American literature and, and is, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, sort of written, written to be filmed or written for television and, and is, is sort of all dialogue and, and, and so on. And, and uh, I sort of have a hankering for written books and, and, uh, <coughs> and uh, written sentences and uh, descriptive passages and <laughs> kind of old-fashioned old, old stuff like that. Um, so I, I quite quickly, but completely accidentally, which is typical of me, I wound up in the in the twenties and thirties, which are actually, I think, the most progressive decade there there's been. Um, I think I think that the twenties are kind of ahead of ahead of us. Um, I mean, the, the period of modernism and so forth. Um, and they are. They are um, Anyway, so I, I sort of uh, wound up there, and, and they, they, uh, speed had had, uh, had begun in, in literature. I mean, the films films were made, and, and these were the, the sort of the first books that were like Dublin were influenced that by cinematic technique. And, and uh, um, I love Roth because his his books go so fast. Um, I mean, even even with descriptive passages, you know, you you have uh, you have 120 pages, and you have Weddings, suicides, murders, emigration—just uh, full of incident. But uh, at the same time, with a, with a feeling of, of, of contemplation and understanding, and, and of, of uh, something beautiful having been written as well. Um, and I, I've, I think I've, that's made it difficult for me to, to translate much contemporary literature. You've had the the, the, the frame as being going away and coming back, and we've got you back kind of thing. Um, have you been away from yourself? Uh, um, I've been away from myself. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe this, this whole, whole life was sort of encumbered with, with, uh, with teaching, with translating or something like that. I, I sort of feel like a... You know, there is something sort of comet, comet-like about it or something, perhaps. Um, it's... It, 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 you know, it, it is a it is a thought. At the same time, you know, I'm I'm still my my sort of you know sort of scruffy studenty self who, who uh, you know wears old old clothes and and lies around most of the time. <laughs> um, um, so I, you know, I, I haven't uh, I haven't betrayed myself. I haven't sort of sharpened up, and I haven't moved with the times. Um, I, 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 you know, I've, I've, perhaps I've, I've offered myself too many distractions or something. But I've, I've always, I've always really believed in, in, um, in, in taking things as they come, as, as, uh, as they offer, and, and, and not. Uh, there's a, a something that I, I think Cezanne said, which is "Il faut décourager les arts." It, it's important to discourage the arts, um, <laughs> and I, I take that very. Personally, to do with, with not making it too easy for myself to write poems, so I don't sort of pri- privilege horrible word privilege my uh, my poems over over other things. And if you know, it is a fact if if somebody if Alan somebody wants a wants a piece wants me to, to write about something or someone, then uh, that's almost that becomes important. Um, and I um, I think it's it's. Um, I mean, there, there is a, it's a form of, of uh, sort of citizenship or something, um, doing, doing what people want. So there's the part of the being yeah. a poet which isn't about writing. But which I, I think probably is, you know, this is the, my conversation with, with Jeremy Harding, probably it, it, um, um, probably it, 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 it survives or there's something sort of ineradicable about it uh, you, you can't sort of kill it I mean I, I, I try I try and kill it but you um, you know it's 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 somewhere very very deep inside you and and it's um, you know it's it's um, you know your own your own water on your own mill and that's that's your uh, in, in, in some ways that's the most um, the most sort of Perfect and, and uh, the most perfect sort of ecology you, you can you can have, um, but I, I mean in other ways though I, I, I am attracted by the idea of service. I, I am attracted by you know by required writing by by uh, making German books available for for 
people who haven't learned German. You've, you've written a lot about Robert Lowell over the years and selected his, his mm-hmm. poetry. Has the way you felt about him or your relationship to him changed over the years, do you think, as you've written more yourself? Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, a little bit. I, th- I think I, I was... I mean, I think the very first time... I mean, when I wrote about Ian Hamilton's biography, so this would have been in 85, I think, um, there was a line of Montali that I... I, I New and, and, and used troppo, 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 I don't know. Troppo vite occorono per fane una. Too many lives are needed to make one. Uh, and I, I had that sense that uh, that Lowell um, took the lives of, of, of those around him and was made possible largely by Elizabeth Hardwick, but also by 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 children, by first wives, by other people, by by colleagues. Um, and there was there seemed to be something sort of exorbitant um, about about that as as, a, as an enterprise, um, and that um, perhaps I, I I sort of feel the the sort of the, the wickedness of that more than the the sort of the splendor of, of that um, now and and I, I you know particularly when I was I was sort of thinking about writing about writing about the exchange of letters between Lowell and, and Bishop I, I did find my my sympathies were, were were much more with 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 Bishop and and Lowell seemed some someone of narrow narrow culture and and a, a, a sort of a verbal maniac and 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 somebody somebody who who didn't who literally who, who with with poor sense I mean I like the idea of of, of poets that that um, you know that that have 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 a little bit like like Louis McNeese's thing. I would have a poet, able-bodied, blah blah blah. Poets with generally with with um, sensitive apparatus, and I, I think Lowell is Lowell is is not that. Uh, Lowell is a sort of is a is a brute, but he's also um, there's also something very sort of feline and and and, and weightless. I mean, he actually he, he he's the most Unsubtle person you, you could imagine, but he but he became he became subtle, or he he taught himself subtlety in in some way that I I don't understand how that happens. But he did not begin subtly. Um, so that's 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 sort of changed, um, I think. And I and I sort of slightly shifted. I mean, I when I came, when I came across Schuyler, James Schuyler, I thought, um, hmm, I wonder if I don't actually even prefer this to Lowell, even though that that seemed kind of heresy. Um, so I think there's a little movement <laughs> thank you you, um, you mentioned um, water a couple of times um, water being a fuel I think water. earlier on yes, yes. and uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. you also mentioned air in sort of a Scandinavian sense too mm-hmm. much air in poetry I'm just wondering mm-hmm. how you mm-hmm. think about the elements mm-hmm. you know, if you talk about mm-hmm. fire, earth, water and air and how they sort of mm-hmm. combine in into the creative process. Um, never, never thought about it particularly. I mean, I, I think the the ele- elemental poet for me is is uh, is, is Heaney, who uh, who begins as the poet of as the poet of earth and water, um, and and became certainly the poet of air, um, fire, possibly possibly not. I don't know. Um, I hadn't. I hadn't sort of approached my, 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 myself um, along those along those lines. I mean, I, mean, I would. Um, um, I don't even know which my, my I, I suppose my, my element must be must be sort of. I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, I, I think one perhaps doesn't know that about oneself. I mean, I think it's for others to say. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I'm sort of. I mean, you you get a, you get you, you get. Two scoops, don't you? You get one of. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think, you know, uh, I'm pos- probably I'm earth and fire, but I mean I like this. I like the sound of water and air. Lot too. Um. I just wondered if you had um, a particular reader or, or readers of your your poems before you send them out. Do you show them to anyone? No, I don't. Um, I mean, I think that's. Um, I mean, my my. My my father was a was a, a novelist, and, I, and and he his example from his example is is that uh, we are um, we are self sufficient. We are um, you know things things 
things leave us when they're when they're ready, when they're when they're finished. Um, and I've 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 you know with very very slight ex- exceptions. Um, don't show things to people. I mean, other people, the people are, are, the, are the editors who, who are, and, and they, you know, they, what they say matters more than, than what, what, uh, what a, fr- a friend might say or a friendly reader might, might say. Um, otherwise, I'd always thought, you know, my, my father never lived in, 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 in centres and, and things were always, always um, done by, by, by mail and, and, and the manuscripts would go out by mail and the books would come in by mail. Um, and I, I think I remember being being really terrified when I moved to London because at, at that time, that at that point, um, you know, the thing became social, uh, whereas previously it, it was um, covert. I mean, it, it was uh, it was uh, private, and 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 uh, nobody, um, you know, it wasn't wasn't sort of. Contaminated, or didn't didn't risk contamination by, um, you know, having a bad complexion, or or or, or uh, what do I know? Get, uh, coming late, or what do I know? Sort of, so those sort of, sort of contingencies. Um, um, and beyond that, I, my my reader has always been. I've, I've said somebody, somebody, I will never meet um, um, who who, uh, who gets it. Um, and uh, either either now or um, I would hope, you know, this is the, the sort of the hope and the, and the sort of the gamble of, of literature, or it used to be, uh, you know, when 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 I'm gone. I think um, I think we're done. I said. <laughs> Thanks for listening. To find out more about London Review Bookshop events visit londonreviewbookshop.co.uk forward slash events.